0: Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we are starting Matthew chapter 9. I just want to say thank you for listening thank you for watching on youtube and thank you most of all for sharing this podcast the grinded podcast with your friends and your family and your coworkers, anybody that you know because when you share the grinded podcast you are sharing jesus and giving other people the opportunity to get to know jesus for themselves, maybe for the very first time, maybe they'll make him their Lord and Savior, or maybe they already know Jesus, but they just want to get deeper in God's word or they want to get deeper in their relationship with him so thank you for sharing this grinded podcast with people uh, at, today we start Matthew chapter nine and just want to kind of just go back just a little bit and just let let you know what's going on here as a way of review because um there's a lot of stuff going on in in the book of Matthew. Matthew is trying to show the Jews that Jesus is their king. He is their Messiah that they've been looking for. Because this would be, just think of the impact. They've had the law for hundreds and hundreds of years. They've had the prophets. They've had the Psalms. They've they've had all of these prophecies about the Messiah. and, and, And it just happened to be at their time that god decided he's going to fulfill all of these prophecies through jesus and out out of nowhere you know there's this baby's been born of a of a, a virgin woman out of wedlock and and they're looking their conception or their idea their expectations of the messiah is so completely different than than what they got and they were looking for this earthly ruler who was going to be dressed in royalty and he's gonna come in power and he's gonna deliver uh israel back uh to uh, uh a place of prominence if you will once again and, and and they didn't get that they got this ordinary dude who who just he didn't stand out but his teaching stood out and his miracle stood out but just to look at him they're like ah, he's you know, just an ordinary guy and so um this if you put their put yourself in their shoes it would be mind-boggling for for the jews and and the religious leaders um and especially with their expectations of who the messiah was going to be and how he was going to be um so let's just do a quick review before we get into matthew 9. jesus has handpicked some of his disciples not all of them because we're going to see in matthew 9 here at the end of of this podcast that jesus is actually going to pick matthew a tax collector so he hasn't picked all 12 of his disciples just yet but he's 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 picked some of his disciples and he's told them that the righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees. And they'd be well known of the Pharisees uh, because they've been around the Pharisees their whole lives. They've heard the Pharisees teaching in their synagogues. And and, and so um, they, they would be, these men, these disciples, these followers of Jesus would be well aware of the Pharisees. And they looked up to the Pharisees because they seemed righteous. They seemed godly. They, they were to be the examples of God for the people. But Jesus is going to expose these Pharisees time and time again. But, um, Jesus has told his disciples, look, if you want to be in the kingdom of God, your righteousness has to exceed that of the Pharisees. You may look up to those guys, but you, you got to be way better, uh, than, than they are. And, uh, and so he teaches them on the, on the, the mountainside there when the crowd had gathered around them. And, and we call it the, the sermon on the mountain. We cover that, uh, pretty extensively. In previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to those if you haven't had a chance to, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. But Jesus gets through teaching them, uh, and, and the crowd had gathered now they all start back down the mountain. And when he gets down to the bottom of the mountain, a leper appears out of nowhere wanting to be healed. Uh, Jesus lays his hand on the leper and heals the leper. And then after that, uh, he, he, uh, he's confronted by a Roman soldier, a centurion, who is over a legion of Roman soldiers, a man of power and authority, and he's he's wealthy. um, And he has a servant who is paralyzed, and he's near death. And and he asked Jesus to heal his servant, and he intercedes on behalf of his servant going to Jesus. And Jesus just says, you know, because the the Roman centurion says, don't come to my house because Jesus wanted to go to his house. He said, you don't have to come to my house. Just say the word. And he'll be healed. And Jesus looked around at the crowd and looked at his disciples and he said, y'all ain't never seen faith like this in all of Israel from this Gentile man, this Roman soldier who shouldn't even be interested in this stuff because for now I came for the Jews. But I have never seen faith like this in all of Israel amongst my own people, the Jews. That this Gentile is sharing and then after that they Jesus tells his disciples to get into a boat and and go to the other side of of the lake or the Sea of Galilee and they do that and there's this demon two demon possessed men in Gadarene, where Jesus cast out the demons and the shepherds who were watching over the pigs that ran down the hillside and jumped into the to the lake there they drowned and they they go running into the village and they tell the people what had happened and they come out the whole town came out to see Jesus, to meet Jesus. But when they meet him, it, it, they they run him out of town. They say, go home, dude, we don't want none of this. You going back to wherever you came from. And 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 that's where um we pick up in Matthew chapter nine uh because what we're seeing is that this is uh Matthew is showing in this part a whole lot of of um of miracles. Uh, and and one of the reasons why he is doing that is because he is, he is wanting the disciples to understand that he is the Messiah. He is the one that they've been, that they've been looking for, right? Because they, they have a different, uh, expectation of who the Messiah is. And, and Jesus knows that. And so he is telling them and showing them, uh, I am the one. I am the son of God. I am the son of man. I am the Messiah, the anointed one. Um, And and so Jesus is going to heal a paralyzed man in chapter 9. And and so the healings and these miracles are going to continue as he is trying to uh, prove to the disciples that he is the one because they're going to be taking over for him. Uh, not too long from now three years about three three and a half years down the road when he is crucified and they are absolutely going to struggle with the fact that the one they thought was the messiah is now crucified on a cross he has been taken off the cross and he's been placed in a tomb it absolutely blows their mind because they di- they didn't get it they did not understand even though they saw all this stuff, they were thinking, "Hey, he's going to deliver us from this Roman oppression. We're going to be ascending back to authority and power, and Israel's going to rule and reign again, and we're going to be right here with this guy." And and then when they when he when they see the Romans crucify Jesus and put him in a tomb, they lose all hope. And that's why we see them locked in a room while Jesus is in the tomb for 3 days, scared for their lives because they thought they were going to die too because they were following Jesus and they're they're full of fear, and it's not until Jesus is resurrected until he comes out of that tomb on that sunday morning and 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 Jesus has that conversation with Mary and he says, "Hey, you go back to my my brothers and tell them that I'm alive," and they go running back and tell them that "Hey, Jesus is alive. I just had a conversation with him, and Peter John runs back to the tomb and they look into the tomb, and one of them runs into the tomb and 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 they, they It says now that they believe, and I believe it's that they believe mary's story that he is gone, he is alive, and so uh and then Jesus starts appearing to his disciples, and then they they finally start to get it, oh yeah, we you have told us this over and over again, that you had to be betrayed, that you had to die because Jesus was not his mission was not to be an earthly king that's why the people would chase him all over the place and say we're trying to make you a king and jesus says you're following me because you like the food that i produce for you your bellies were full uh but my kingdom is not of this world it's something higher And if you want to be a part of my kingdom you gotta eat my flesh and drink my blood and they're going oh this dude is nasty he's gross who is this guy we're not following you anymore and that's when jesus turns in john six and he looks at his disciples, he said, You gonna turn you gonna turn away from me too? And Peter's like, dude, where are we gonna go? You got the words to eternal life. We're following you to the end. Uh and so that even though they didn't get it, Jesus knew they didn't get it. And Jesus is wanting to convince them that, hey, I am the Messiah. And so he's working these miracles with his disciples around him, and and they're seeing these things and uh and and they don't really fully understand, but they, they just know there's something. Very special about uh, this man named Jesus from Nazareth, and so in chapter nine, we got this paralyzed man at the beginning of the chapter who's going to be healed, and I believe that it's the same guy from Luke chapter five, and and, and Luke gives a whole lot more details about this this miracle that Jesus does uh, um, in his story in Luke chapter five, and you can go and read that, but it's, I believe it's the same guy that, that where his friends. Uh, the guy's paralyzed. They bring him on a mat and, and they go, they can't get to Jesus because of the crowd. So they go up on the top of this house and they start cutting a hole in the roof and they're going to lower the guy down to Jesus so that Jesus can heal him. Uh, and, and this is, this is Matthew's account of that story. It says Jesus climbed into a boat. This is after he was in, uh, got run out of town by those people in Gathering after uh, casting out the two demons it says jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his home to his own town some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat and seeing their faith jesus said to the paralyzed man be encouraged my child your sins are forgiven but some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves this this that's blasphemy Does he think he's God? And Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven, or stand up and walk? And so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. And fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen, and they praised God for giving humans such authority. Now, listen to what these religious leaders said. That's blasphemy, they said. Does he think that he is God? And this would literally set the tone for the next few years with the religious leaders because they're going to spend their time trying to condemn Jesus, trying to trap Jesus into saying something wrong so they can prove that he is not who he says he is, that he is not from God, and they're willing to kill him. And many times they even try to stone him. They they a crowd tries to even push him off a cliff at one point. But uh I want to point something out here um about what Matthew says, because these people, especially the religious leaders, they they, they see Jesus as human. They they don't believe that he is the Messiah because he does not meet their expectations. Because after all, he was born of a poor carpenter and out of wedlock because his mother and his earthly father, because they're seeing him as Joseph being Jesus' dad, they were not married, they were betrothed, they were engaged, they they were legally binding, but they have not consummated their marriage and, and so they're seeing her they're seeing Mary as an adulterer and Jesus being born of an adulterer. But notice what Matthew says about Jesus and what the religious leaders said, because uh, they didn't actually say the words, that's blasphemy. Does he think that he is God? That's not what they said. That's what they thought, because Matthew says that Jesus knew what they were thinking. So they didn't say it out loud. They were just thinking it in their minds. And Jesus knows what they're thinking, and he's going to call them out on it in front of everybody in that house, including his disciples. They're going to witness this whole thing that's taking place. And Jesus goes straight to the 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 heart of the matter, literally the heart of the matter, because it's the hearts of the religious leaders that is the problem. Because Jesus says to them, he says, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? And this is why Jesus has told his disciples way back uh, in Matthew 5, before he started the Sermon on the Mount, before he started teaching them in front of that crowd, he said, your righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees and the religious leaders. Because the people, the disciples and, and the crowds, they thought that these religious leaders, especially the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that they thought they were godly people. They thought that they were holy people. But Jesus exposes their hearts right here in front of everybody. and he And he lets everybody know under the sound of his voice just how evil these religious leaders really are. And how they are hypocrites. And let me tell you. If you've ever done this before, if you've ever exposed somebody for who they really are, what happens? Oh man, they come at you with everything they have with guns and blazons, with everything that they can come at you with. They want to fight. They they want to battle. And, and that's exactly what happens when Jesus begins to confront these religious leaders. Man, they, they, they want him gone. They want him out of the picture because they've been fooling everybody for a long time and they've made themselves very rich and they've made themselves very powerful and they're very well respected and here comes this nomad this homeless looking guy who doesn't even have a home he's wandering around from place to place and trying to just sleep anywhere that he can on somebody's couch if they had couches back then but it, it, they're, he's trying to expose them they're trying to say that that he's uh uh, the Messiah, and 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 so when he exposes their hearts for who they really are, they come out and, and they want to fight Jesus. They want to kill him. Is what they want to do. And so the disciples have they they've they 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 have been hearing Jesus's teachings, and his teachings is something like they have never heard before because they've heard the religious leaders talk about the law and they would use the authority of moses and jesus comes along and says well i know moses said to you and i know the law says this but i say to you and so jesus has given them this teaching that it has a higher authority and in the people awed at Jesus' jesus's teachings and and think about this the disciples have seen the miracles over and over again, and they're going to see more, and they've seen demons being cast out of people, and they've seen Jesus have power over nature, and they marveled remember they said what manner who is this guy that the winds and the waves the seas they, they they obey him and 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 so they 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 hear him for telling people, "Hey, your sins are forgiven and and he is they have seen him challenge the people uh that have been watching and listening uh to their synagogues for years he, they he, they see Jesus challenging the religious leaders and telling them that they have evil hearts and so just that everybody in, in in the in the room knows including the disciples and the religious leaders and the crowd just so that they 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 understand and know that Jesus does have the authority to forgive sins that he is the Messiah, that he is God in the flesh, Jesus is going to put on a show for the people. That's what he does. He says, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? And so I will prove to you, that's what Je- that's Jesus' own words in verse 6, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority to on earth to forgive sins. Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumps up and he goes home. And then fear uh, swept through the crowd as this happened. And they praised God um, for giving him such authority. So without saying the exact words, Jesus says, yes, I am God. I do have the authority to forgive sins. But if if I'd have been Jesus, I would have said, in your face, and dropped the mic and walked off. But they didn't have mics. But I would have done something like that i would have followed jesus i say i tried to tell you i'm the man and you wouldn't listen but just to show you that i can prove to you that i do have the authority to forgive sins i'll just tell this man to get up and walk off and that's exactly what he did and i want you to notice that the healing here of this man was instant it was not gradual the people in that room knew this man they would know his condition they knew that he was paralyzed and had been especially the friends that brought him they've known this man for a long time and instantly in a blink of an eye he went from being completely paralyzed to jumping and leaping for joy maybe walking maybe even running off as he was going home carrying his mat just as jesus told him to do to pick up his mat and go home they had to carry him in and he leaped out And if you've been sick for any length of time in your life, if you've had an injury from sports or something uh, from your job or whatever, if you've been handicapped or you are handicapped, you know how the body changes, especially when you can't use certain muscles. What happens? If you've been working out for a long time and, and you've built all these muscles and you have an injury and you can't work out for a while, what happens? You lose your muscle. Your body changes. It becomes very weak. Um, because if you're not using your muscles they they, they, they just they, they don't grow they 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 grow very weak and the body's gonna do uh, one of two things it's either gonna get bigger and swell up or uh, most of the time uh, it gets very thin very fragile um, the the majority of paralyzed people that I've seen in my lifetime are they're, they're very thin and they're very weak why because they never develop muscles they couldn't they couldn't move um, they they just they're just very frail they're they're very weak they're very thin um but and and that's the way this guy probably was they brought him in on a mat they bring him to jesus they lower him down through the 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 hole of the roof and and jesus tells him to get up and take up his mat and just in a blink of an eye this guy was very strong and he was healthy as be like never before every muscle in his body was strong every tendon every ligament worked properly and there was no after-effect this man leaped to his feet and he took off with joy he didn't need any help from anybody he didn't have to get his legs underneath him he didn't have to grab anyone to steady himself he just leaped up onto his feet and took off like never before like he had never been disabled and there was no doubt. There were no questions about what had just happened in front of everybody in this room, including Jesus' disciples. They have seen all these things and have heard all these teachings and Jesus is trying to convince him, them, that he is the Messiah, that he is the one they need to hang with him. And now they hear that Jesus can forgive sins only God can forgive sins well he must be God oh yeah we just heard the demons at Gadarenes come to Jesus bowing down before him and 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 showing uh, uh, that he has authority over them and they were screaming that he is the son of God and if only God can forgive sins he's forgiving sins and we know that he forgave this man's sins because he just told him to take his mat and go home And the guy jumped up and, 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 who has never walked before and, and his body was really weak, but it's now, it's just normal as it could be. So he, he is God. He, he does have the power to forgive sins. And see, this is what Jesus does. He takes us in any condition and he transforms us into something that will blow people's minds. Don't ever think that you are too far gone, that you have sinned beyond Jesus is forgiveness because it doesn't work that way. I mean, look at Paul. Paul is a murderer. He is murdering Christians. And yet, he became the author of two-thirds of the New Testament. The greatest missionary that ever lived because he met Jesus and Jesus changed his life. He changed his uh, purpose. He went in a new direction. Instead of fighting against Jesus, he was fighting for Jesus and telling people about this wonderful savior so don't ever think that you're too far gone that jesus will not accept you just as you are because right after this event jesus is going to handpick another disciple and he is the author of this gospel that we are studying right now and that's matthew matthew was a tax collector Tax collectors were very hated amongst the Jews because Matthew himself was a Jew who basically turned his back against his own people and joined forces with the enemy, the Romans. Why, why would Jesus want a tax collector on his team? Well, one of the reasons, I believe, is because he wanted everybody to know that there wasn't a person out there and amongst the crowds that was not unreachable including tax collectors because tax collectors were i'm I'm telling you they they were very hated very hated by people and the religious leaders in fact these religious leaders are going to call the tax collectors scum right here in this in this chapter um but jesus would want a tax collector on his team because he wanted everybody to know that there was not one person that was unreachable that nobody was shunned by the Messiah, and that the and, and these Pharisees they, they couldn't stand it. Remember, these Pharisees they're supposed to be the godly examples, but Jesus has already called them out for having evil hearts. And when they see Jesus go uh, to Matthew's house to eat a meal to fellowship with Matthew and a bunch of his tax collector friends, the Pharisees why, says, "Why would he hang out with such scum?" These Dirty, rotten scumbags. Why would he, if he was the Messiah, why would he want to hang out with such scum? But that's what Jesus does. That's who Jesus is. That's who he died for. The ones that the religious people say, I'm not hanging around those people. They're scum. They're nasty. They're dirty. They steal. They're adulterers. They, they, they they they're murderers they do all this. they stink they're nasty they don't take baths they they're just why would anybody want to associate with those people Jesus would he would the people that the, very, the 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 very people that the Pharisees shunned are the people that Jesus loved and hung around with and ministered to and touched and changed their lives and he will do the same thing for you if you let him I'm going to end with the words of Matthew he says when Jesus heard this that Jesus shouldn't be hanging around with such gum if he's the Messiah that's what the religious leader said the Pharisee said Matthew says when Jesus heard this he said healthy people don't need a doctor sick people do and then he added now go and learn the meaning of this scripture I want to show I want you to show mercy Not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. The Pharisees thought they were righteous, but they were not. Jesus called them out in front of everybody and says, these people have evil hearts. And if you want to go to heaven, your righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees. And here's how you do it. That's what the whole Sermon on the Mount to his disciples, the teachings to his disciples was all about how to be righteous so that we can enter into the kingdom of God. But you know what? Those who think they're righteous, they're not going to listen to Jesus. But those who know they are sinners will hang on to every word that Jesus said. Boy, just just let me be part of the scum. I want to be... A scumbag, if that's what it takes to get into heaven. Cause I want to cling on to every word out of the mouth of Jesus. I want to come to Jesus and I have come to Jesus and it's, I, I can't make it to heaven without you. I want to be washed in the blood of the lamb. I want to, I want you to be my savior and I want you to be the Lord of my life and I want to do whatever it takes to follow you. Have you made that decision today? If you have, are you sharing this wonderful message of Jesus? It's the Christmas season. People are looking for a baby in a manger. They're looking for the birth of the Savior. But just remember, you can tell them the story of the baby, but be sure to let them know that this baby grew up and he died on a cross for their sins. And he came out of that tomb victorious so that their sins can be forgiven and they too can have the hope that you and I have that have been, have been washing the blood of Jesus and have been filled with His Spirit and are walking with Him. Thank you for sharing Jesus. Thank you for following Jesus. God bless you in your walk. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to The Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus, and keep grinding.